This segment of the Cliff Notes Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottaway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottaway, Northeast Nottaway, Nottaway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We've got a very special interview, a very busy week for the Maryville Forum Sports Department. We got uh, Northwest Playoff Football. We got Worth County State Football. We got um, tournaments and high school basketball going on. To explain all of it, we have the editor of the Maryville Forum, John Dykstra, is with us once again. John, how are you? Pretty good. Don't forget about uh, NCAA regional action for uh, the Northwest Volleyball team, best team in school history. We got lots of stuff this week. Absolutely. Shout out to the Northwest Volleyball team. What a tremendous season they have had so far. It's going to be real interesting to see how they advance in uh, regional regional play there. So, uh, John, um, number one thing that we're going to start off with, um, you took a trip to um, CRC, Arkansas, to watch Northwest Missouri State defeat Harding 28-9 was the final score there. It is the first time Northwest has to travel this year, see the previous three meetings took place at Bearcat Stadium, but Northwest extended their record against them to 4-0 on the season. John, um, your thoughts on the ball game? Yeah, 4-0 all time now. Um, this is Coach Wright said beforehand, this is the best Harding team they've seen, and he said it afterwards too because it is. Um, that game, the score is a little deceptive, I'd say. Um, that game, Northwest scored first and forced two fumbles early. Um, capitalized on one with the 25-yard touchdown pass by Braden Wright, um, who started in the place of Mike Hoensy to uh, to Monty Donadell. And then um, Harding answered back nine straight points. They missed an extra point in there and uh, and took a lead. But Braden Wright, the veteran that he is, ran the two-minute drill at the end of the first half, got a touchdown with eight seconds left in the half on a on a great 12-yard pass to uh, to Caden uh, Davis. And uh, that gave them the lead at halftime at 14-9. And that was huge because they got the ball first coming out of the second half and immediately hit a big play to Alec Tatum, who uh, took it 63 yards. Then Al McKellar, who was pretty quiet on the day, by certainly by Al McKellar's standards, um, ran over a guy to get a 10-yard run. And then uh, next play, two-yard touchdown run for Al two-score game. From there, it was pretty much over. Braden Wright added a third touchdown pass late uh, with a uh, with a long pass to Caden Davis again. So uh, uh, a really good performance by Northwest, dominant performance by their defense against a really great Harding offense and obviously rushing attack. Harding ran for about 240 yards rushing that game, which sounds like a big number, but it's all of their offense. So um, it was a good job by by uh, Coach Wright and the Bearcats to uh, to hold Harding down as much as they did, and uh, a nice performance by Braden too. Well, with that win by Northwest, uh, Northwest uh, back on the road for a regional final, back on the road for a third straight season to Big Rapids, Michigan, for a matchup with the number one team in the region, the number one team in the nation. Ferris State with their 54-20 victory over Grand Valley State 
um, on Saturday. Um, they were pretty dominant in their showing. Um, I know that their starting quarterback for the game left due to an injury uh, in the second quarter of that game, but there's still a lot of talent there. So, um, John, talk about um, how Northwest matches up with Ferris and just um, how, just how they match up. Yeah, um, looking back at it, Northwest has been dominant over Harding over the years. Um, gives you confidence going into this game. Ferris has ended Northwest season the last two seasons. So um, going on the road again to Ferris for the third straight season here um, in the playoffs, it's a big ask. Um, it was anybody who watched that Grand Valley game or, or followed along on Twitter like I did while the Northwest game was going on, oh, that was a dominant performance over a really great Grand Valley team. Um, it was also snowing. I know there's Grand Valley fans who didn't like the way uh, the way Ferris took care of their field before the game. It was a tough field to play on. So we'll see if there's some home field advantage during that. Um, it shouldn't be. I think hopefully, uh, God willing, that it's not snowing that day. Um, look at the forecast. It's not supposed to. I'm planning on going up there. So uh, we will see. I think the key of that game is somebody who's very familiar with Ferris as well is uh, Braden Wright. He started against him a couple times now. Braden, like I said, I think played a terrific game against Harding. I think he played great in his relief of Central in the Central Washington game too. I think that's that's key for him. He talked about after the game that he was surprised that he was a little nervous as that game started because it was his first start in 12 weeks he'd uh he'd only started week one after he had that that uh medical situation that kept him out so uh he he said it felt like being a freshman again when he got his first career start so uh having that out of the way before going to ferris is a big deal for them so i just think uh i i think Braden's ready to go um, I know our mutual friend Devin Albertson just picked against Fer or picked Ferris in the uh, in the D two show that we both just watched. So uh, so even some Bearcat uh, fans are are going against Northwest this game, but I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I think the winner of this game wins the national championship. I've said that for a while, um, and I I think Northwest has a good shot if. Uh, it comes down to Braden, Al McKellar, I think, needs to have a bounce-back game, which I kind of think he will. Harding, I think we underrate Harding as a group because they, have, they haven't been competitive in some years with Northwest and with the rest of the region, but they have a heck of a defense. And I think, uh, I think Northwest could find some more traction on the road um, next week in Ferris than they did this week. And they still managed to put up 28 points. So uh, it should be a really fun game. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. And uh, and it was mentioned after the game, if, if Northwest wins this, there's a good chance there's a home national semifinal next week. And uh, that would be a big deal for Maryville. I know that. So uh, if they can get that win, that'd be huge. Yeah, that's going that's to be a big playoff game there. Big Rapids, Michigan. I know, John, you're going to be there. That's going to be a fun game, Northwest of Ferris State. But now we adjust from college football to high school football now. Um, one of the top teams in the um, forums coverage area, the Worth County football team, 
advanced on to the eight-man football state championship, which is going to play Thursday night in Columbia. They advanced with a 36-34 win over North Shelby in Shelbyville. So um, you also went to that game. So it was a busy weekend for you. So, um, John, your thoughts on Worth County's performance? Well, I'm going to correct you real quick. My my thoughts on Worth County slash Northeast Nottaway's performance, the the co-op. No, nah, I'm just kidding, Clifton. They go by Worth County, so you're good. But I got to give my I got to give my Blue Jays and my coverage area a little shout out for Dylan uh, McIntyre, Dawson Vore, Austin Pride, and the boys, the Wilmers brothers. There's Creed Wilcox. There's a lot of good talent that uh, kind of helps uh, Worth County be the uh, machine that they've been. But boy, that was a heck of a game I saw on on Friday night in uh, in Shelbyville. The uh, the Raiders came ready to play. They, uh, I joke, I like to joke with Devin and Anthony because it's they they see a lot more of the teams in the East and the in the South than I do, and uh, I like to joke that the Northwest is is dominant and and they have been to a degree, but it's certainly getting better outside of um, Northwest Missouri and and North Shelby showed that um, they played right with. Um, right with Worth County for most of the game. Uh, trick plays helped. Um, they couldn't – they had an end-around pass that worked three times um, for big plays. And uh, the the end threw the ball more than he ran the ball. So, uh, no, Worth County finally figured that out at the end. They tried it one more time on the last drive on a fourth down, and uh, and Levi Kasavas slapped the ball down and uh, sealed the win. So uh, – they finally learned to uh, to shut that down, but uh, it was just a great football game, physical game, low scoring by eight man standards for sure. Um, and going in, I said the same thing that I just said about Ferris and Northwest. I thought I thought the winner of that game wins the state championship. I thought they were both better than Drexel and King City. Um, now the big thing is Worth County lost either their best or second best player, however you look at it, with Alex Reinhardt. Uh, he, his, his cousin, Aiden Gladstone, who's the other best player on the team, told me that uh, Aiden thought he tore his ACL. He heard a pop. Um, the, other, the other team, uh, Cole Stoneburner, the, the quarterback slash uh, defensive stud for, uh, for North Shelby, told Gladstone that he had heard the pop too. Um, so it's, it's not looking good for Alex Reinhardt, one of the best running backs in the state. You hate to see a senior year in like that. Um, it was in the fourth quarter when they were trying to put the game away. Um, so nor that's going to really affect it going into next week. I'm sure you'll have more questions on the potential state championship game, but that was a big development late in that game on what was otherwise a really great football game and a great tribute to, the good football you can see in eight-man football. Before we talk about the eight-man state championship game, of course, our thoughts and prayers are with Alex. Um, you know, you never want to see injuries, especially um, you don't want to see injuries at all, but especially this late into the season, this late into the run, you don't want to see that. So um, I know I know your thoughts and prayers, and I know my thoughts and prayers here the Clip Notes podcast go out to him and his yeah, family. I believe, I believe he was under 20 yards from breaking the all-time Worth County rushing record as well. It's 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 just rough to see Alex go down like that. He's had a he's had a kind of a tumultuous career, um, kind of up and down. Had to miss some time. 
Um, just a really good kid, though, and yeah, you hate to see that. He was really emotional after the game with his with his mom, um, and like I said, his cousin Aiden is a quarterback. So uh, yeah, tough to see for Alex. So uh, yeah, hopefully he gets well soon. Terrific athlete in other sports as well. So hopefully he is able to play those his senior year. Absolutely. So uh, this sets the stage uh, with that victory by Worth County. This sets the stage Thursday night, seven o'clock. Barrow Field at Mizzou. Um, Worth County is taking on Drexel. Uh, both teams undefeated. Um, somebody, um, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. It's going to be. Uh, it should be a real fun game at Mizzou for those in attendance and those watching on Mission.TV and those um, covering the game on the sidelines like you. So, um, your thoughts on um, this state championship game? Your thoughts on uh, this Drexel team coming? Coffee versus Gladstone. To steal a term that I know Clifton likes, that is box office, baby. That's box office, man. The two best, in my opinion, I know Parker Muff, you could say something there. There's a lot of great players at eight-man football. I think the two most impactful players to their teams winning all year have been Aiden Gladstone and Jacob Coffey. Um, Headstone has done it in the best conference in eight-man football. He's played the toughest teams. Um, his his numbers aren't quite what coffees are, but man, the eye test, he aces that thing. He he throws a pretty ball. And uh, you saw it the other day. I actually my dad rode along with me to the game because we're doing we're doing this double header and he, he wanted to go down and see Northwest too. So we got a taste of Worth County. And after the game, he showed up to me and he said, whoever that number three is for Worth County, man, that kid can't throw the ball. I was like, that's Aiden Gladstone. He's nothing new to, to fans around Northwest Missouri, but my dad being an Iowa guy hadn't got to see him. So uh, boy, that's uh, and like I said, it's, we talked about Reinhardt. You can't not, include that in this game worth counties without their stud running back he's he's accounted for for so many yards this season obviously ran for over 2000 um just a heck of a player but it's the last game of the career for Aiden Gladstone does he take on more of that Jacob Coffee type role where he's running the ball or throwing it every time they have the receivers to make them pay uh, given another Northeast Nottaway Blue Jay a shout out, Dylan McIntyre is as good a receiver as there is in eight man football, in my opinion, just talent wise. They don't have to throw the ball as much or his numbers aren't there. And Jackson Rundy is the same way. He's a little bigger, maybe not as fast, but man, that kid has soft hands. He's been doing it for four years now. Um, it's just really, they're, they're not just Reinhardt as far as skill players. It'll be interesting to see who plays running back, who kind of fills in, or do they spread it out more? Um, Levi Casavar is probably that kid that will get more running back snaps. So that'll be interesting to see. But if I'm Coach Adwell and the offensive staff on that side, I would be running Aiden Gladstone. He is one of the best players at eight men, as I said. I think it's it might be an oversimplification to say Coffee versus Gladstone decides this game, but Coffee versus Gladstone kind of decides this game. Um, each is going to be relied on huge. Whoever has the better game likely wins it. Um, like I said before, uh, 
Worth County's played the tougher schedule, but they played that whole schedule with Reinhardt. So it'll be interesting to see how you adjust to not having one of your stud players out there. And Drexel's played a softer schedule, as has been beaten into the ground. And Coach Bill Dean doesn't need to hear it anymore that they played a softer schedule. But it's it's just they they proved it last week. They went to King City, who's the third best team in the GRC, but it's still a really good team. Parker Muff's a really good player, and they dominated that football game. So I I think if the South is ever going to get it done, playing a dominant Worth County team, but down one of their best players, this is the year for the South. Um, So I I know Devin and Anthony would certainly think so. So um, seeing that matchup, normally I would favor Worth County by a couple scores, but it's a, it's a pick on I'm, I'm, I've seen Worth County live. I've seen how good Gladstone is. So I, I think Worth County is going to win that game because I think Gladstone's that good. And I kind of think it's his turn after Mound City, Southwest Livingston have won it the last few years. I think it's Worth County's turn again. But, Glad, or, but uh, Drexel hasn't had a turn yet. So they would kind of like to disrupt that and come away with their first eight-man championship and the first for the Wemo in the South. So um, that was a long answer to say, I'm really looking forward to this game. I'll be there Thursday. And uh, I just, I can't wait to see what's in store for, uh, for eight man football and for, uh, for this weekend. Yeah. It should be a fun one for road field there. Um, John, I know there's a lot of other things going on besides football in the Maryville forum. Um, coverage area we got as we alluded to earlier um northwest volleyballs in a regional play um high school basketball kicked off last week we're in tournament week um the first of probably like three tournament weeks this season but um john just uh, talk about um some of the other things that um you guys have lined up for the forum this week well last week um Maryville Soccer won its first ever uh, state trophy. So I'll give those kids a shout out because a high school soccer doesn't get get maybe as much coverage as it as it deserves. So they're racking in the postseason awards right now. Third place in the state. Only lost the state champion by one. Um, as you mentioned, um, Thursday kicks off the regional volleyball tournament. Um, just like in football, Northwest is the number four team in the country. Um, but just like in football, this region is absolutely stacked. Um, eight teams make the regional. Um, they are all in the top 15 in the nation. And for volleyball, there's eight regionals. So they should be spread out more. But over half the teams in the top 15 are all in the central region. So uh, it'll be in Warrensburg that week. And for basketball, um, lots of lots of good tournaments. Uh Savannah tournament, I know, is of interest to a lot of uh, a lot of Cliff Notes listeners, probably a lot of local teams in that tournament. Um, Maryville's boys and girls will be in Savannah all week. The PVI tournament has a lot of our smaller teams. It's the Platte Valley Invitational, not named after the school or the current co-op. It's named after the former conference. Um, it used to be a conference tournament. Now, obviously, with that conference not being there, it's it's an invite tournament and uh, 
And a lot of local teams will be in that. That's mostly in Burlington Junction this week, a few games in Graham. And uh, we also had teams in the Albany tournament and uh, kind of spread all over. So I know there's a lot of great basketball this week for a lot of our kids that are done with football now or are turning their attention to basketball and a lot of Cliff Notes listeners, I'm sure. So that'll be exciting to get them rolling. And we're a couple of weeks away from wrestling too. So you can't forget about the, the wrestlers, especially with this football, uh, football focused podcast that uh, a lot of, a lot of the football guys wrestle. So uh, it'll be fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, follow up with on our Twitter and Facebook and Maryvilleform.com. But um, it'll be a, it'll be a fun week and a fun couple, uh, fun couple months here as we get winter sports rolling. Absolutely. We got one more week of high school football left, and then we're on to basketball, we're on to winter sports season officially. So then, um, depending on how Northwest Missouri State football turns out, um, could have a couple more weeks there. So, um, you know, it's it's starting to come to a head a little bit, sort of, you know, maybe this intersecting between um, winter and fall sports. So, starting to kind of windle down a little bit. But, um, John, um, thank you so much for coming on as always. Every time I text you, you're always available. Uh, like uh, they said in the D2 podcast, availability is key. For that, you have great availability there. So um, a lot of great stuff going on with the forum. Um, definitely give them a subscription, marymillforum.com. Um, definitely give them a paper subscription or an e-subscription or both. Um, definitely give them a subscription if you're in the Maryville area, you can get the paper. If not, you can check them out on the e-edition for 35 bucks for the whole year. John, thank you so much, and I um, look forward to talking to you again soon. We'll see you, Clifton. Thanks for having me.